Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking and Billy Bones A Paolo Gigano West Ham United Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Uh, Season 9, episode 28, or was it 29? I can't remember. Uh, 28, I know it says that there, but I can't remember if it actually is. Um, There is no game for us to talk about tonight, so it's only um, Nigel and myself. we we kept a clean sheet, Nigel. Uh, we didn't concede any goals, and we didn't go down on goal difference. That's got to be a result. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, good evening, Nigel. Where are you, and what are you doing? Right. Is it cold? Storm Cara. Is it Cara or Kiera? Kiera. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll be back after these promotional messages. It's our time. Time to dream new dreams. Time to take our glittering past into a glorious future. For Hurst and Moore, Bonzo and Brookin, for fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, brothers in arms, for those who sing bubbles and mean it. On the start of our greatest journey yet to the pride of London, side by side with the Claret and Blue Army. under the watchful eye of our three famous sons. Guardians of a castle, built together for the faithful, our fans, our founders. A 
at a world-class stage fit for die-hard fans, a home worthy of winners and European knights, where bubbles fly higher than ever before. So follow your heart, follow your dreams, follow the West Ham way with friends, old and new, and shake your seats together. Come on, you Irons! I hope in terms of the first thing, by looking at the visuals and understanding what this conversion means post-Olympics, you get a real belief that when I said you could trust us, that we would deliver a world-class stadium where the seats were close to the pitch, where there was a roof that covered those seats, that would provide us with an opportunity to be in one of the best stadiums in the world, I think and hope now that you can see that you could trust us and you knew you could trust us. It's not been easy in the past three years trying to get that. Um, but I'm proud and pleased to say that myself and my team have worked very hard for you to get you this kind of stadium. Obviously, moving to a world-class stadium, there's lots of fantastic stadia in the UK, but there's only one Olympic stadium, gives us a real chance to grow our business commercially. And why would we do that? Well, we would do that so we can provide on the pitch the best team possible for our manager to go out there and win things for all of us. That's our ambition. World-class stadium with a world-class team. And through the commercial opportunities that are afforded to us by going to the Olympic Stadium, that money can be driven from the commercial revenues and it can be invested in the team. So the team and the stadium are a powerful mix of the best that football has to offer in the UK. Can't go wrong there, can you, Nigel? Um. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. Sounds brilliant. I'm sold. <laughs> when do we move? Mate, It'll be brilliant. Come on, look. They sold it to you without that. I'm the daddy so now. I'm the daddy. You, you, you bought into the dream from day one, mate. So they didn't really need to hard sell I've it. I've been having some... It? These two videos of uh, the reason I, I played the audio from these two videos, they've resurfaced on social media this week. Uh, and people have been listening to words again. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're very apt at the moment. Um, sold a dream. And um, look, I, I've had a, a row on Twitter tonight. I've said to people, look, I don't care. Um, at the end, the stadium is concrete, metal, and plastic. Um, and if we'd run every game there, or we had excellent football, we wouldn't be talking about the stadium. You know, you could play football with jumpers for goalposts um, on acne marshes. But if you watch good football, you wouldn't care where it is. Where they've let us down and where they've broken their pomeris is the world-class team and the next level um, getting into Europe and uh, you know that it was on that basis for the move for me that's the issue I, I still quite like the stadium as you know um, I, it's not Upton Park it's not the bowling ground but I don't mind it I don't mind the the pubs and the places around it and I don't mind the transport what pubs well I, I don't the last drop where we go now for um, 
Well, that in a pub, is it? It's a bar. All right, a bar. All right, pendant. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I liked, you know, some of the sort of Hackney Wick sort of trendy little bars they've got. I liked Stourplace Space. Um, so Yeah, but they didn't like us, did they? They didn't like us, no. So, look, it's about the football. We're a football club, and it's about the football. But anyway, in other news... Um, Things are gathering pace, Nigel, aren't they? Civil uh, war. Well, it, it seems a bit like civil war. Last time we spoke, the media was very much suppressing and say and on the side of the board. That broke about a week and a half ago with the Sunday supplement. And now there seems to be a reversal beyond Moose in, in Abraham's. Um, and maybe Lee Clayton. Everyone has jumped ship, and now it's a free for all. It's a feeding frenzy by the press to every day put out something against the West Ham board um, and the club, um, and promote and give oxygen to to Hammers United and and their protest. Well, the the reason for that is, I mean, yeah, the, the Sunday supplement. The, the journalists, you know, went had a, had a bit of a went to town a bit on the owners and the club. Um, as as you like to point out, when 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 you're in a show like that, we we can perhaps get away with it doing this, but I think when you when you're a serious journalist, and when you're on a show like that, you do have to be factual. And it's one thing I argue: you got to beat them with facts. You can't accuse them of lying and then tell lies yourself. Because that don't do you no favour. I'm not saying the journalists were liars, but I think for them, especially because, you know, they're not, I don't know if Matt Matt Law's a West Ham fan, is he? Yeah. Um, Oh, he is. You know, a bit of me sometimes, it whether that bloke in the Guardian is, they they look at it from afar, they see here. Which one? Jonathan Liu or? um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because obviously Jacob Steinberg is. Yeah. You know, well, I welcomed Jacob to the party the other day. But, you know, but there are, he, he, there is paranoia though out there, and you know, you say it doesn't even affect us, but you know, yesterday during the storm, I I published a video of um, a porter cabin blowing away, and and put a caption. I thought it was very funny. I thought there you go, a bit of humour. Was um, for you, porter cabin was. blowing away, and said pretty um, good. Rush green. Concerns over Rush Green in, uh, in Storm uh, Kiera. Um, and uh, <laughs> I got a message, a few messages uh, from the club, uh, not seeing the funny side. Yeah, but the reason why you get messages is is because you immerse yourself in, in that culture um, where you liaise with the club you know, for whatever reason, where someone like me and a lot of other people, um, we don't do that. So if they got upset by what we did, you know, you know, I wouldn't give a monkeys. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to make an apology. I'd like to apologise for my video that was broadcast on Twitter during a storm. I made out that uh, Rush Green had blown away. I'd like to say now that that was an inaccuracy. Um, to my knowledge, Rush Green has not blown away. It's still there. And that uh, 
I made out that there were possibly multiple porter cabins. In fact, there's only one porter cabin, which is the media centre. And I apologise humbly for any falsities uh, that uh, the supporter base in general believed from my humorous tweet. That that will solve it, won't it? That way, I won't get well, it. If you now. had a legal letter, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I should say yes, shouldn't I? I've, I've been banned from the London Stadium for posting a video. No, yeah. Um, yeah, now you're Brady out, mate. You know, the knives oh, are yeah. out. I'm, I'm well off a Christmas list now, yeah. I can tell you yeah. now. Yeah. I, I am you. not. Yeah, I'm persona no Has she blocked you on after. Twitter yet? Because that is no. the ultimate badge, mate. <laughs> no, I'm she hasn't blocked me on Twitter. That's but one I, I managed to get last that. year. Oh dear! I mean, listen, you, 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 you know, they're, 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 they're boxing themselves into a corner. That really, I, I see them just creating more and well, more. I, I, I'll be themselves. honest, right? I, and I said this before, and I don't mind admitting I'm wrong. I thought Hammers United would get nowhere. I thought they would have somewhere between five and 1,000 people at the first demo, uh, that our fortunes would improve and it would wither away and people would get bored. But, oh, no, <laughs> West Ham, in their efforts to alienate the media by banning Matty Law by and the Telegraph by um, the legal letter to the Sunday supplement and, and the apology from going after other journalists, it's completely black backfired on them. And while they should be saying nothing, there is a feeding frenzy. They've given so much oxygen to the protest. I really wouldn't be surprised if it not just doubles, but quadruples, even yeah, fivefold. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I think it would be unlikely, if you saw somewhere between three and 5,000 people turn up for the Southampton game. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Look, they the, the problem they had is, is that they get opportunities to get themselves out of it. So the protest is announced, it gets done, static protest, da 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 da. What do they do to mark their ten years? All three of them go out and give car crash interviews. You yeah. know, where in, instead of being contrite and acknowledging the faults, they don't. They they try and spin the same lies that they spun. Or same lines, sorry, let me rephrase oh. that before I'll get a legal now. Uh, oh. I would rip up. Um, they spin the same lines that they spun years ago that we all now have seen through, or the rest of the fan base has seen through. So, you know, talk about Flog of Dead Horse, that's what they did. All that became was a calling card for more people to go to Amers United. They oh. see the original, you know. Uh, demonstrations and they think you know we'll have a bit of this and then more and more people join up now the club we know are probably worried but hmm. what, what is what is there you know well they're, they're even getting i mean i'm sure you've seen it they've had adverts on on the darts on sky they've had adverts at the boxing with gsb out um at the, during the boxing i mean the, the campaign's really going and Fair play to them. I, I mean, I do believe some of this is a perfect storm. Our results, the media, the legal letters, everything is sort of conspiring to help Hammers United, but they won't care about that. They will just say, hey, yeah. bring it on. 
We don't you have care. To, you know, you have to make use of, of, of what you've got. At the end of the day, I, I, I do believe that if the results were different, if we were not, not what you keep spouting off, we were winning every game because no team wins every game. But if, if we were sitting in the top 10, I think a lot of people wouldn't contemplate being part of the uh, protest. I think there yeah. is a hardcore people like me you know, if we were sitting third in the table, I would still be balled out. You know, there's nothing... You're, you're they... firmly, and without putting words in your mouth, you're, you're firmly behind the protest now that they've changed their... their uh... Well, I don't... I mean, Stop. can we... Or are you? I mean, Let's me ask that question. Don't yeah, put words in your mouth. There's, there's, are you behind the Hamish United protest now? Yeah. I, listen, I, I don't know if we can divulge what went on no. last week but no, no, we basically no. No, right so that no. nailed me to being so being you know me i like i do my own thing i've been balled out from day one not not being fully behind the protest there's things i see that 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 i don't you know i i don't like it i see things where they go i see someone get called oh you're a traitor because he's you know on the osab and, you know, th- and that should not be, you know, at the end of the day, if you're a West Ham fan, you're a West Ham fan. You, me and you have got difference of opinions. Mm. You know, at some point, a lot of these people that are now protesting would have been for the move. But I never called those people traitors. Yeah. So we are, we should be, we should be united. And I'll say it again, and I've said it before, it should be number. We should be united against one goal. And that should be to replace Karen Brady with a football CEO. That should be the one common aim of all these groups to replace Karen Brady. You can't force the owners to sell. You certainly can't, even if you did force them to sell, you can't force someone to buy them. Even if you did find someone to buy them, it's going to take nine to 12 months of due diligence. So the one thing you can affect is replace an architect for a lot of the move, the person who upsets a lot of people, and that is Karen Brady. Yeah, I, well, listen, you, we've, we, well, you know, we've all been seeing the comments on our Facebook. You know, we've joked along, Brady out has been a tagline for ages. I've yeah. long believed that, you know, she is the devil with tits, as as Benny McCarthy uh, so eloquently put it, and that she is the the cause of a lot of the the dissatisfaction with the fan base, with the stadium. So, and and plus, as you say, are are they really going to sell the club? Are they really going to leave? Well, they won't. Oh, I tell you what, they're rich enough not to want to sell in the no. championship, right? And and well, and that's the thing. If we do go down, the fact and that they want five, at least five. Club, my 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 understanding, sources close to club, blah blah blah, says they want at least five hundred million. They'd like up to seven hundred million for the club. So, that, and that's what I'm saying. So, it looks like they're not going to go anywhere. So, then when you when you've got a protest building up the way it is, you've got to have a winnable or an achievable aim. I don't think sacking the board is an achievable aim, forcing them no, out. Well, it's not. Actually, I'll tell a lie. I think it is an achievable aim, but it'd probably need 30,000 people and it would need out-and-out civil war carnage. Yeah. 
something even bigger than the Burnley thing. You know, literally, it would take that to force them out, like doorstepping them in their houses and stuff like that. Well, I don't think we should be condoning no, that. No, I'm kind not of condoning behavior. it. What I'm saying is, is, is that it, you know. The, I don't want to see the club. You know, what's happening with Ed Woodward's, you know, Man United is awful. You know, trying to plan into firebomb his house. Yeah. Scheming to do that is is wrong. You know, football's a passionate sport, but, but, you know, people sometimes sort of forget real life and get immersed into it. I've done it myself. And and sometimes you need to step out of it and and realise it is just a game of football. Yeah, and and being in the Premier League is not the be all and end all of everything. The problem you yeah, get, yeah, I, I would agree. You know, the problem we get is with the Premier League is, uh, well, it's the, our religion. Club, it's a tribal, yeah. But thing. the club's this, gone this out is, to the know, world we're, we're, now, yeah. And this is the thing: the club's gone out to the world. It relies on the overseas money, I think, to come into the club. Um, from the TV and from everything else. If you're out of the Premier League. Overseas fans instantly lose access to every game. Yeah. Yeah? Like they did on Sunday. Well, yeah, yeah. but the, the, it'll be week in, week out, you know. They'll catch Yeah, whatever. yeah, no, I think it would have been. Uh, yeah. So, there's, you know, so the only way to see a game is to actually probably be in the stadium or, or once every four or five weeks. We'll be, we'll be big fish in the championship to begin with. But if you don't get out, that'll soon wane. So, mm. you know, you'll be lucky if, you know, a third of your games are shown on TV. So you'll have that problem. If lucky, yeah. yeah. And, no, you I know, agree. it's the, the drop in finances now is is even more because the clubs run such near the line to income from the Premier League that the drop in finances will be absolutely devastating for the club. Yeah, it would. And I've, so, I've written about this and I've done something for Blowing Bubbles about the Armageddon we'd face if we go down. But equally, I've written uh, a bit about Danny Murphy, who said, I can't believe West Ham thing, uh, fans who say, get relegated would be a blessing in disguise. And I wrote, you know, these owners are rich and they could decide to cut off their nose to spite their face. If we go down, they might go, we're not investing. We're not going to invest like we did last time. We're putting some money. Let the business do itself, but we're not putting our hand in the pocket and injecting money. We'll let the club borrow money, extortionate bank rates, or or not borrow money at all and just stay in the championship. They may do that. Be careful what you wish for. I, you know, there's I don't no... like it when you say that, be careful what you wish for. Be careful um, what you wish for in being no, relegated. For people yeah, but, who want, I, I don't believe you want West Ham to be relegated. So by the no, way. If, if if we're relegated, I'd just see it as an occupational hazard. So I, ain't, I don't wish yeah. for it. I don't yeah. want it to happen because I prefer watching the bigger teams. I get it yeah. when people go, do you know what? It is good fun down there because it is good fun down there. You, we're generally going to win more games than we lose. Which yeah, is look, I, <laughs> I've always said it's a pain of getting down there. Oh, Actually, when you're in the championship, it's, it's, it's really good fun. Good fun. You know, away games are fun. Um, the tickets are cheaper. You get more games, and and you win a lot more, as you say. You know, I, I mean, I see people say, "Oh, it would be more palatable if we was at the bowling." I don't know if relegation ever was palatable at the bowling. Never, never. 
but I mean, there was good times in the championship, but you know, at the end of the day, anyway, I, you see the comments. I want to slightly that. go. I want to slightly go back to the protests. Um, Steve Lomas, ex-captain, yeah, and um, Tony Gale, who who was around in the um, the what you call it protests, bond, uh, bond scheme, uh, said that we shouldn't be protesting. What are your views on that? I mean, to be fair, up until last week, I, I, there was a bit of me that was, I think I said it, that if we were in the bottom three, come the Southampton game, would it be wise to protest? Bearing in mind, that's a game that we're targeting to, it's one of the five or six must-win games, if we're going to stand any chance of staying up. Uh, so, but now... No, now I'm thinking. Let the How about the black balloons, in. though? The black balloons will be yeah. inside Anfield. Yeah, but so on the what? banners, they'll be seen by the players. If there's five thousand, uh, an important game like Southampton, you don't you don't see yeah, low mass who's employed by the club, by the way, as a ambassador. Tony Gale, by the way, who's been highly critical. Yeah, I, the board in the I don't buy that. Low mass not in, do that. Not in. Yeah, and, and do you know what? Even Lomas has been critical of the ball before, even though he's an ambassador. Tony Gowers doesn't work for the club whatsoever and he's spoken his peace of mind. I do believe that they've said this out of, you know, a bit of players' union kind of Yeah, I mean, insight. for me, I think what you said, I think Lomas, um, I think he's got a love for the club. He was captain. He has, and, actually. And, and yeah. he still lives in the area. He, he, you know, didn't didn't leave and has always spoke fondly of the club and Tony Gow uh, as, as you know all you know he does all the West Ham events and, and organises yeah. the ex-players and everything else and uh, you know I, I remember I mean blimey Tony Gow I was a fan as uh, an evening with Tony Gow the day Golden Sullivan bought the club and he wasn't impressed with him and uh, you know and that was the night they bought the club so he's never been a fan of them. I think what he's what they were saying it was in a way was trying not to let the protests get in the way of the club staying up. If you look back to the bond scheme, you know th- 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 you, you, there was a few games where protests spilled over, and I'm not saying it it affected and, and we would have we would have stayed up without the protests because I think we were just that poor that season that we would have gone down. Yeah. Um, so, which um, well, the process is going to happen. I, I, you know, um, Lomas and Gail can say a lot. I think nothing will stop the protests now. No. Um, so, you know, I don't think we will beat Southampton anyway, believe it or not. The, the I, I think Southampton are not. This protest compared to the last time, the, you know, this for me is the beginning you know, this is not a one-off, yeah. which perhaps the Burnley seemed like a big hit, where this, where it's growing from a smaller standpoint, it wasn't, It was. it's more of a natural growth that it will just attract and grow and grow. And that unless the board listen to, and perhaps come to a compromise, then I think it will just go and go. The compromise is there, we know that. There is a compromise to be had. It's down to the board to do it. Not down to the fans. Yeah. It's down to the board. Dig you in well, all they like. 
you know, there's one way to stop this and they know it. Well, you talk about the board. Of course, there's been an announcement there's going to be an OSB meeting, uh, which I won't be at. People have said, are you going to be there anyway, Sean? No, I've resigned. Are you going to be in the meeting anyway? No, I've resigned. Um, so there's going to be a meeting at Rush Green on the 25th of February Yeah. Um, with the uh, official supports board. Interesting. Both yourself and about five other people rung me and went, can we go to that meeting? Can you get us in, Sean? And I went, no, it's an OSB meeting. You made the same mistake. Four other people who rung me, I'm not going to name the other four, made it. And when they read it, they thought, this is a supporters meeting. It, it didn't read like an OSB meeting, yeah. did it? No. And then when I discovered it was an um, OSB meeting, I smelt a rat. Yeah. David Sullivan, David Gold, Karen Brady will all be there. It's unusual to have... Uh, David Gold's been at one meeting before. Um, Sullivan, very rare. I think we had him at one... He, he attended if I remember the very right. first one. Uh, he did, didn't 2011, he? And that was the only time. But you don't really let David Sullivan anywhere near fans because he has a tendency to tell off things he really shouldn't. Yeah. So it's not a great idea in my view, but there you go. Um, I know you've got view that the OSB should boycott it. And you, you, you've said that publicly. Yes. Um, and emailed them all. But in... In my view, and I've said this, look, I've resigned for my own reasons and I've, I've let those reasons be known. You know, I didn't think it was going anywhere. I didn't think it had any credibility. But some really good guys that we know. And you know, you know the chairman. We meet him on, on match days, David Baker. Um, and you got to meet some of the other people. There's a lot of good people in there who give up their time free of charge, voluntarily. Well, actually, it costs them expenses. Uh, which I don't claim. And all they do is get his grief. Well, now, up, on the last see, meeting... Hold up, right, and, and, and this is the thing. The, the reason they get grief... Let's, let's get this right. I've said this before. How many members of the OSB is there? About 18. Right, 18. I, I, and I say this Less to people. Now, after yeah, I've done right, a few others. And I say this yeah. to people. How many did you know? And they'll go, well, how did I? How many no, did not I know? You, like, I say this to other fans, yeah. how many do you know? And they're like, well, there's well, not the chairman, many. David Baker, uh, Sean. Um, and right, well, why'd you know them? Because they're the only two vocal, so you two were getting all the stick, yet you were the ones sticking Jim your is, up. Jim is known, and um, mate, they don't, well, Pride of Irons don't tweet what goes on in the OSAB and whatever, yeah, you know, they, these people. Like weasels, some of them they hide behind. No, anonymity. I'm gonna no, no, no. stick up for them. They hide behind anonymity. They don't come out and and converse with the fans. Half of them can't even reply to my email. I've had four replies. I think I sent about nine. I think they're email. wary. I think people are wary. But anyway, what I'd like to say, um, I I will stick by them. I think they're really really good people. I got to know them really well. But this meeting, they're, they're when we had a doing. meeting of October. Just let, let me say my piece. That We had a big discussion, a debate with Karen Brady, myself and David, uh, and Jim, and, and one other that I won't name. And we said we need to become democratic. We needed it to, to be uh, new elections. And soon uh, we had a, a disagreement for quite a long time, backwards and forwards. But in the end, it was agreed to look at. My understanding is that that will go ahead, that, that 
the uh, the it will be ratified. In fact, they've actually said this at the meeting. They'll ratify free unfettered elections for the OSB. That will mean that the people currently on the OSB will be standing down, and there will be fresh elections as soon as possible for new right, ones. What happened in that meeting then? So since you've mentioned it, go on, tell the people what happened. How many of them, eh? how many turkeys voted for Christmas? No, well, that's, that's unfair because oh, it was a private it's meeting. Unfair. Oh, yeah, no. But, but hang on a minute. Look, I'll, I'll tell the story, right? The thing we did have a discussion. All right, let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. When we said we were going to have, we should have elections, Karen Brady asked, why should there be elections? Uh, you know, and look, this is in the minutes. She said, you know, I only really want to have constructive people. I don't want to have people shouting at me. I'm not giving my staff's evenings up if people, angry people are just going to shout at people all the time. That was her opinion. We still said, no, it had to be, to get any credibility, it had to be uh, free elections. Um, and she said, well, if you want democracy, let's vote on it now. Okay. Now, there are members of the junior supporters board there, quite a few people, a senior one. Now, it is true, and I know what you're going to say, only four people put up their hands. And she said, there's democracy for you, Sean. <laughs> However, what I would argue is most people didn't understand what they were voting for. Yeah. There was no who's against, who's abstaining. And, and quickly, we closed down that vote to say, well, actually, you know, you've done, you've done a vote. But that wasn't very democratic because no one had an idea of what they're voting for. And we need to take a bit longer thinking about this. And and that's what's happened. And that's coming back at the next meeting, which I'm... And after that, I resigned because we had to vote ourselves in for another year. And I abstained. I, I said I wasn't doing that. Um, so I, I she said, are you resigning then? I said, yes, I am. And at that point, she said, okay... Um, we're going to look at this properly. Um, and I was asked to stay on until the elections, uh, and I still refused. I felt I, personally, I, I'd come to the end of the road with the OSB. But that said, Nigel, forget what's going on and whether they've used the SAB and OSB and in the past and whether they've played lip service or anything is, I do believe in a new OSB, if it's going to be called the OSB, um, with free elections. That's got to be good, hasn't it? Well, yeah, it will be good if it is done that way. You know, excuse yeah. the people for not believing it, yeah, because of everything that's gone in the past. The the reason this meeting, I, I feel, is that they should boycott is because it's, this doesn't seem like a normal meeting. They've never had one at Rush Green for a start. They've never, ever had all three of them in the same room together for a start either. So, what yeah. is special? Well, I tell you what, it's, it's at Rush Green because Dave, Dave Baker asked it to be at Rush Green, and it's at Rush Green, uh, and Dave Baker suggested this because he said, "Well, look, if Rush Green's getting so much grief about being a bunch of port cabins and awful, let the OSB right, see up. it for itself." Right, and right. Give us so, a, so the OSB a, come a, out. Tour of right. the facilities. Stop, because well, we know what you're going to say, yeah. So the OSB come out, they go there, and they see, oh, it is only one porter cabin. So the OSB come out and say, oh, actually, we've been there. It's only one porter cabin. 
What do you think the wider fan base is going to think? They're going to think it's a setup. So what a waste of a time it is then. And that's why but they should I think it was just to have it a different venue. No, 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 no. You've said why it is. We know why it is. And that's why it's a waste of time. That's why I try the to main get thing is, David The main Baker. thing I'll is. You said your bit. That's why I try to get through to David <laughs> Baker, yeah, that you're wasting your time, mate. Walking in that room with them, they're only going to try and use it for their own gain. You are going to get nothing from it but grief and abuse. Do yourselves a favour, the lawyer. Do not go in that room. Stand with the They will be showing the new stands. Listen. The the, the order of business is they'll be showing the new fans, the new new stands, the new graphics. They'll be showing. Yeah, we remember the the graphics from the last time, Sean. You just played a video. Statue. People don't believe it no more. Um, It's so shocking. But the main thing is. Um, they, I'll tell you one thing, right? Since there wasn't very much engagement through reps, but I'll tell you what, like you've emailed them and I've helped publicize this as well by tweeting out. They've been inundated with questions. I mean, I was speaking to um, David Baker earlier and, and, and he's, he spent hours replying to people who who have emailed him. So if there's one good thing that's come out of this, suddenly, you know, all the reps are being emailed now and they're getting a lot of feedback. And it and might not be constructive feedback, right? and this but that's great. To what I said. Did the reps step forward, Sean? No, they didn't. You tweeted out all their bloody email addresses. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. I did. Right. I did, so yes. When did the when did the email start coming in? Before you Yeah, but I've got a, hang on. So I've after. got a bigger reach than, than uh, most no, of the other listen, people. No, you know that. They don't put their heads up above the parapet. They've hid in the shadows for far too long. People don't know who they are. 
and and, and oh, you maybe, know what I defend but, but that David Baker. To the I don't like it when he gets grief off the fan base because he does try and do things a bit differently. Sometimes he is his own worst enemy in the way he gauges with fans and the way he comes across. And I get that it's possibly because of the amount of stick he gets and he tries not to lose his head. But at the end of the day, they're a dead duck. Yeah. They may be dead duck, but I will defend them because they're good friends of mine. I've got to know them. They're real human beings. I'm not saying that they're not. Well, you say that, as I said, I thought I'd test the water. Yeah, I played a game. I emailed them all and said, Hmm. I don't think we should go in there politely. Yeah, I've got two replies straight away. I already knew David Bakers because luckily I I can talk directly to David. So yeah. the others, nothing, nothing, nothing. Then what? I tweet it out 24 hours later to embarrass them. Yeah. And then I get another couple of replies. Yeah. I know they've got the WhatsApp group. I'm sure it's been discussed in there. I'm sure David said something about answering emails. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I've just looked. I've had, you know, I emailed about 10 people and I received four replies. That says yeah. all I need okay. to know about this lot of the SAB. Well, yeah. even though I will well, we're defend, there was one man on who did say I didn't get an email, but that's because I only use the emails off the website. One member of the OSB, I, yeah. I know who emailed yeah. you, said he went on the march on the last one and he's going on the next yeah. march. So, you know, it's, that's it's, why I it's, don't like it's it. Right you know, thing. I had a row with a couple of people on Twitter calling OSB people traitors and scum and whatever. And I said, you've got no right to do that just because they've got a different outlook no. from you. But at the end of the yeah. day, they're doing the fan base a disservice by walking in that room and justifying those three people. Yeah. When we all know anyway, what want, the option I, is. I want to talk about the JSB, the junior supporters, because one teenager, yeah. and in fact, I'm not sure she is a teenager. She might be 11. Um, publicly has taken Karen Brady to task last yeah. night. Um, I'll, I'll admit, I've got you know, Josh Lapman in advance. Did yeah. you? Well, I actually, I actually cut and paste it, or not just run it on Clarence You, I actually sent it to the lady <laughs> at six o'clock this morning. Uh, no reply, funny enough. Uh, so I emailed it to her just in case she'd missed it. Uh, she didn't reply. Um, and I don't know if you know, but this this person who, who's publicly on the website, and she says she joined the OSB, sorry JSB. Because uh, the priority to get rid of the fees charged by the club to children on max, as match day mascots, uh, and I won't read it all. Um, but basically, she says, "Dear Karen Brady, uh, I'm I'm a member who wants to be a businesswoman like you. Please contact me, contact me directly by email if you want to discuss further." And and she goes on to say that she was at the first meeting on 30th of March. She was given the opportunity to present and she said that the club shouldn't be making 100 grand a year from getting kids to be mascots. And she was told uh, that basically it's a really good opportunity to make money. <laughs> well, at least that was honest. Uh, she then said that it took till the 1st of October to get the minutes. Now, I will agree, a number of time on the OSB, it took a long time to get minutes. So six months later, they got the minutes. And she said four days before the next JSB meeting on the 5th of October. And she said they weren't accurate. Again, I've been through that in my time on the OSB. Uh, she asked them to be changed. And uh, cuts long story short, she said they weren't. 
Uh, she had another meeting on the 5th of October. It's four months later. There are still no minutes yet. Um, there's been no update on progress to the JSB whatsoever in that time. No minutes. Um, so she was says she was very surprised by the announcement about mascots on the 24th of February, claiming credit to the JSB, who hadn't really discussed it. And she says, why was I disappointed? Because I heard nothing for four months. They announced three mascot places, as if the JSB has agreed it. If you felt like announcing it because of the protests, you were just using me and the GSB for good PR. You didn't even tell us it was happening. I thought maybe I missed an email, so I emailed again on the 29th of January to ask for an update. I've been ignored. What were the productive discussions with the JSB you announced on the 24th of Jan? If you proposed three places from a dozen you give every match, I'd have said that's not good enough. It's a token gesture. I I calculate the club is making 150 grand a year from mascots. Um, she goes on to say uh, the one thing she's learned from The Apprentice is that a company's brand is vital and you value it um, and you add value by making the mascots uh, feel like, um, sorry, you should add value to the brand by making all mascots free, like a lot of other rival football brands. I know Manchester United do. Um, look, I'm not going to read the rest of it. Um, she says she's a West Ham family, three generations, blah, blah, blah. Well done to her. At the end, and this is a famous last bit, we may just be teenagers, but we're not stupid, she signs yeah. off. I mean, that is a really damning indictment of the uh, uh, the JSB. And I can guarantee, I can confirm this. You know, I was forever on the SAB and the OSB asking for minutes. Yep. You know, we had an agreement with Karen that it would be out in seven days. Time and time and time, it's like pulling teeth, trying to get the minutes out. And when the minutes came out, they were inaccurate or they missed bits and they went backwards and forwards. So I do have some sympathy with this young girl. And well done for standing up to Karen. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the funny thing about mascots is, let's get this right, though, West Ham have always charged. Going back to the days when I was, I think my mum paid, I think it was something like about 150, 180 quid. I mean, this is 1981, when the average weekly mm. wage, I think, was about 50, 60 quid for her so you know she probably paid a lot of months wage well actually her and my uncle paid so if you said she paid she paid a lot of months wages the, the the funny thing about it was i did get a kit i got an autograph ball and two Not no, anymore. and that's the thing so they, they, no. they've you know by the way it's only 700 quid for the category oh, a games it goes so down to 350 you, quid I, no, no, i'm just saying it's i'm only. just saying six 700 quid only. Is the top A games? It is three hundred and fifty for the B, the C games. So it does vary. People just get the seven hundred quid. Now, agreed. Man United do it for free, and maybe West Ham should do it for free, especially in the current situation. Which moves us on to another point. I was going to say, which is the the Man City game. Um, which was an absolute shambles. The reason we're on the podcast, not talking about football today, is um, the game was called off. Now, on Thursday lunchtime, Met Office said, storm car is coming in and 90 mile an hour winds. Forecast for Saturday and Sunday. So I contacted the club. 
I messaged them and said, any chance of the um, game being called off? No, we don't think so. So I, I messaged the Premier League on Friday and said, any chance of the, cl- the game being called off on Sunday? And then, no, we don't think so. So on Friday, the club then and, and the Met Police, West Ham Met Police, published fans should leave early because of adverse weather. Get there early. Your journey will be difficult, but still going on. So Saturday morning, sorry, Sunday morning, I messaged the Premier League again and the club and say, is the game going to be called off? No, no, it's going ahead. This was this is nine o'clock in the morning. Now, there was stuff on social media in Manchester saying there is a meeting being held at 10 o'clock. This is about nine o'clock in the morning. There is a meeting being held at 10 o'clock about whether the game should go ahead. And we, we'll find out um, at 11. Now, again, this everyone's oblivious to this, including West Ham, by the way, including the Premier League. I was talking to both of them, completely oblivious. The game might get called off. A quarter past 11, Man City, their safety officer, which I got in trouble by naming him, but it is on their website, um, announced that they called off it for health and safety reasons. Now, of course, they talked to the police and the local council, etc., most West Ham fans were there. I was talking to, funny enough, David Baker was 40 miles away. I spoke to him. I spoke to Trevor on the OSB, who was already in the car park and was sending me pictures. I was talking to a number of other people that had travelled up. They'd all got there early um, to find out it had been cancelled. To, to rub salt into the wound, though, at four o'clock, I'm sure you've seen the video, when it was supposed to kick off, it was sunny without rain or wind. Um, look, my view is, and I know it was a Man City, you can't blame the ball for this one, I know it was a Man City decision. This decision should have been taken early I, on Friday. They should have called it one way or the other. Calling at 11 o'clock on the Sunday made them look stupid. They should have either called it off on Friday. The other thing I should say is they should compensate these people. I know West Ham have come out today and said, free coach travel, and, and this you like this because I've got the email, and you might want to contact your train company to see if you could get a refund. <laughs> well, I've got that email as well. So, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what a silly... You know, I think the Premier League, Man City and even maybe West Ham, should put a, put a fund... Well, no, hold up. Did it not say contact Citizens Advice as well? Did it? Oh, I didn't... I'll, I'll have to read that. If it ain't, that's a Clarence Hughes story. All right, hold up. All right, stay there. All right, stay there. Let me, this is uh, live. Uh, I don't I've got to find what. Um, thank you for your look. So I'll read it all out, yeah? Dear Nigel, following yesterday's postponement of our Premier League fixture at Man City, caused by serious safety concerns over the extreme weather, we were writing to thank you for your loyal support and express our How sympathy How far did you get to Manchester, Nigel? Caused. Yeah, I, I, I got up the road. <laughs> The decision to postpone the match was taken at 11am yesterday morning by the safety officer at the Etihad Stadium following a meeting of all stakeholders, that's Mm. a great word, stakeholders, uh, including both clubs and the local authorities, which it was agreed that conditions surrounding the stadium, which were piss poor, to be fair. You know, my my nephew sent me stuff early in the morning and it was horrendous. Yeah, I see his video. Dear, oh dear, he was in the hotel there, yeah. 
presented a potential risk to safety supporters. It's highly unlikely your journey to the match, oh, it's highly likely your journey to the match had already commenced by then. Well, well, what do we know? We appreciate the supporters will have been frustrated and disappointed by this. However, your safety was paramount importance. Uh, the tickets are still valid and any supporters not able to attend will be entitled to full unconditional refund if claimed by a certain date. Free travel, coach travel for rescheduled fixture. The club have also committed to offering free return coach travel to all supporters attending the rearranged fixture once the new date is confirmed. Full details of how to apply the coach travel or return your ticket will be published on the website. Travel disruption advice. Yeah. This is good. Supporters of book travel to Manchester at the weekend via train may also be entitled to refunds for cancelled delayed services. Contact your train operator to inquire or visit the Citizens <laughs> Advice Bureau here for further information on refunds for train delays and cancellations. Any other questions about rescheduling, contact the ticket office. Once again, your dedication and loyalty as an away supporter is truly appreciated, as is your understanding in I this matter. My sources say it will be next Wednesday, go. the 19th. So the 19th evening. Well, the, that's, that's what I hear. It's not confirmed yet, but whispers that it will be the yeah. February the 19th, Wednesday evening. Which won't yeah. be good. Anyway, uh, we probably need to move on, actually, because we've wasted 50 minutes and there's not even been a match. And it is a football podcast. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it probably is time for this. Yeah. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time. While well, you, the listeners, the eight of you or nine of you, get to ask Nigel some questions because he certainly doesn't want us talk about super six because he didn't even put in a entry this week and he's slipping down the table nigel yeah i did forget i, I could i just say i went to watch Averley uh in the fa trophy and um they were playing chelmsford city two divisions higher uh, and Averley won three one and now I look forward to an away trip to Notts county so their biggest game in their history so, uh, well done to the Millers. What an absolute fantastic game of football it was, people. So, if you've not got a West Ham game to go to, get out to your non-league, I tell you, because it is brilliant. Good. So, I said, uh, no game. We're stuck in the bottom three to at least the 29th of Feb. I don't know if anyone noticed why I did that. Who's panicking? Who's optimistic? Who don't give a top? Who's giving up? Use lot. Let us know what you're thinking. Other stuff, welcome. Chris Kinch, he's passed a point of caring. He'll keep loyal to West Ham because he's been doing it for 40 years. But if the players can't be bothered, why should we? Dodsey, evening all, he says. Not hello, my anthems. So we'll go with evening all. He's really at a loss to say. It was a lovely trip to Birmingham to turn around and come back. The best part of 260 miles football journey this season. Questions. He does love a question. Do you believe TalkSport will get what we are protesting about with the board, as even after a 14-minute interview with Amish United, they didn't seem to? Um, no, I don't think they will, Dodds. Uh, he, he says something about me and Super 6. <laughs> now, what did he say? Well, 
he said, "Will Nigel admit he's absolutely shit at Super Six? You've, you've dropped I, out the top fifty now. You're like fifty six. I've moved into the top five, by the way. Yeah. When will Sean next attend a football game, or is he flipping <laughs> about attending games? Is he about on the board? Sorry, when will well, I next attend a football game? Yeah, you'll be at the Southampton game. I'll be at the Southampton game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there till. Well, Chelsea, unless I go to Man City, to be fair. Um, well, you've got tickets, so one would think you will. Uh, yeah, I've got tickets, thanks. Yeah. What did you make of all the Ginger Pele comments reference to the team at the training ground, all being mentally tired as well as physically tired? Yeah, I think... I've... The statement to me says the fight is definitely lost. Relegation, here we come. Um, no, I, I, I sort of... You know, he sort of said they're mentally drained and they need a rest and they're getting five days rest. So, you know, it's a winter break now. After they got back on Sunday, they were given time off. They had Sunday night. They've got Monday, Tuesday all the way. Hang on. And they they have to report back on Saturday. So they're getting a full five days um, break to spend with their family. The winter break. Do you not think, and this is the thing, where the clubs could have looked after the fans and replayed the game next weekend? Looked after the fans. And um, played the game next weekend. It was offered to them. Was they it? Both turned it down. Yeah, this As is you what I'm told. Well, they both turned it down because they wanted to honour the "Don't go abroad." You know, the Premier League backed themselves into a corner in a way. But it was a spare weekend. They could have done it for the fans. Yet again, the football clubs look away from the supporters. So a game yep. that was supposed to be played on the Sunday. It's now moved to midweek, especially with going to Manchester. I've done it on a midweek myself. It, it's a push. It's an afternoon off work and then the next morning off work yeah, when yeah, you're going yeah, out to the world. Or it's two days off work. Yeah. To someone like me, that's a lot of money to lose. Two days off work, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> to justify to my family going up there. So, you know, to that point, I think the clubs could have done something better than that. No, I, uh, I totally agree. Uh, right. You've got me right now, haven't you? Well, no, because uh, someone else has just texted me and said he's available. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, yeah. So, Marion, <laughs> told to leave early, which people were told to, you know, leave early to, on their journeys. And he did take his time on Sunday. So he did what he was told. He was less than four miles from the ground when it was called off. Oh, poor old Marion. He could have carried on and gone to Wales, couldn't he? To be fair, mate, come on. You live in Worcester, don't you? You're halfway there compared to us. Stop moaning. Um, He got a free bus to the game. The only problem is he lives 152 miles from the bus stop, which is quite true. A lot of West Ham fans that travel away, people like Dodds and whatever, to get the bus to the free coach travel, you've got to go to Stratford. No, yeah, who's really? No, it's true, that. true. A surely a better thank you to all travelling fans would have been a free pint and a pie. Um, well, you're cheap. Uh, I am though optimistic about the season. He still thinks there will be two teams worse than us this season. Oh, wait a minute, he says. Yeah, if you can pick up on what he's saying, yeah. Uh, Ian Gravit, great show, lads. At least we should have Yarmolenko and Anson back for the Liverpool game. 
can't understand why Nagakia is considered good enough for that game, but he's dropped for Brighton. I'm with him now. Fredericks just come back from injury. Moyes is inconsistent with team selection and constantly playing Zini despite being woefully off form. Paul Sanders, good evening all. Some interesting articles in some of the broadsheets this weekend about the state of the club we're in and the role GSB have played in changing the identity of the club. He was fairly open to the move on the basis of next level as a trade-off for the bowling, but has been disappointed at the point he can't see himself renewing next year, even though he has been saying that for the last few years, he admits himself. A lot of the press pieces the weekend talked about lack of general satisfaction at the club, and I'd urge your other eight listeners to read Oliver Holt in the Mail on Sunday, Tony Evans in the Independent, or Jacob Steinberg in the Observer. The club is being systematically stripped of its soul, and we risk losing a generation of fans to other clubs. GSB out, he says. Uh, Long-time contributor, Lewis Erentrout. Hi, chaps. Didn't expect the pod this week, so added bonus. Kev Nolan's a positive appointment. If he can instill some of his captain abilities into this team, we may have a slight chance of staying up. If not, it's Quest TV and Colin Murray on 9pm on Saturdays. Um, oh, lost that. Right. Ed Hughes, we didn't lose. We get more time to build, for the team to build their positive mental attitude. Uh, I think they, I think they suffer more from PMS than PMA, to be fair. Hopefully, with Nolan making a big impact, we still have time to move up the league. He's finding it entertaining, a ball to take and the pace in the press. Any word on prospective buyers or ditching Brady? <laughs> no and no no well, well we'll see on the Brady bit but at the moment it's a no right, uh, yeah. Michael Levy loves the pod who would you drop for the next game to make a point and with this two to three week break what Lanzini Zan Lanzini oh. bloody Lanzini he, he, he you know he's got something I'd be on I'd Haller mate I'm sorry yeah no I'd agree with that Lan- Lanzini and Haller Allaire uh, Mike Colston, thoughts on the junior ball tweets, gents. We've done that, Mike. Actually, done that. we've covered that. Another now in the coffin for the vampire Brady. Uh, perhaps we need to sign Van Helsing then. <laughs> uh, Gary Prince, given our players will have the longest winter break in the league, and because we aren't in Europe and went out Not very anymore. early in domestic cups, can we expect us to be a level above all these teams we play in terms of fitness? No, because they're all buggering off on holiday. Well, also, if we play on the 19th, um, obviously, we won't be that rested. No. Um, yeah, well, it's, I, I, don't, I, I, I know they've got a fixture pile up. They've got problems. Obviously, they've got the League Cup final, Man City. So that pushes back. They're, they've got a game, I think, against Arsenal. That's having mm. to be caught off. That's got to be fitted yeah. in. They've got Champions League football. If they progress in that, can the Premier League wait till after the Champions League next round? The 16, I think they've got Real Madrid. I'm not sure. That's what's, But that's why the club should have took Saturday, to be fair. you know, Aaron Watkins, relegation, he films is all but confirmed. The PR West Ham force in full swing against anyone showing any support to the fans, including banning journalists. What's next? Of the club given any thoughts that are seemingly well organised and within the law protests. When we go down, will that be the catalyst for Brady finally going or will it be more blame game? I don't know. If 
that's the point. Yeah, if cohesion is so important to the board, can do even one of the following to appease: one, sack Brady; two, say they will put up for sale the club; three, come out and apologise for the lies and full promises, or for all of the bud. Brady Sullivan out. John Mansfield, mm. he thinks we'll beat the job, but we tight than David Sullivan in January. <laughs> well, we weren't he, tight though, was he? I no, think we he, spent he, the he, most he, money in January. We, we did well. To be fair, well, we did. We spent money. We, we'll see if we've done well. Mm. He was disappointed the game was called off because he thought we might sneak a result. What is it? About <laughs> like, like, like Jacqueline yeah. Gold said, you know, I've got yeah. a funny feeling about today. I've got a good feeling about today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, love. Four hours after the game was called Half off. Half past yeah. two. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. Three, three and a half hours after it had been called off. Tom Salmon, yes, I think we're gone. And if we don't make the right managerial appointment in the championship, we won't be back for a long time. So who would you want brought in to get us back up? Sam oh, yeah. That's what Sam Tom Allardyce. said. Sam's teams do not go down. They no, I'd, come up. I'd be tempted to allow Moyes to, to have a crack. If not, I think we would have to look somewhere do else. you know what? I told you about this. Um, Moyes... It's just about to equal Avram Grant's record. Yeah, he needs to get two more wins. But here's another but, stat. But you're saying so skew with because Avram Grant won as many cup games as he did in the league. All right. So here's my other stat. Um, if they lose games against Liverpool and Man City, mm. then uh, Pellegrini's, um, Moises' last six games in charge are worse than Pellegrini's last six games in charge. Right. Do you want to record. Did you see my stat I tweeted yesterday? No, go on. Right. In 1992, West Ham were Yeah? John Lyle. Yeah, I've done the story before. John Lyle came up. In 2003, West Ham were relegated. Harry Redknapp was the manager of Portsmouth, who were champions and came up. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, we, we've got we've got another episode to record. You do that story. So, you don't do stories I've, like that. I've done the story of um, John Lara, if you remember. Yeah, but you didn't do... But what about the Harry Redknapp? I'll do the Harry Redknapp another day. We've got a lot of days without new... Yeah, yeah. what I'm saying is that's a stat. Slow news days. You know, they're all slow news days for you now. You're balled out. Um, <laughs> I'm not balled out. I'm Brady oh, yes, out. I, I'm not Brady GSB out. out. I'm just B out. In fact, I want to change. Out. I want the change of GSB. I want someone to make me a logo that just says B out. That's me. Yeah. B Brady off. Out. Uh, evening, peeps. So we know that this is our favourite Greek girl, goddess, Venus, Belinda Kikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikikik
from no. last week, Warren, actually. No. Uh, Ed Hawthorne. In fact, I'd say the opposite. I'd, yeah, I'd say the opposite. Yes, it's why I'm protesting. Uh, Ed Hawthorne, would this squad be in a relegation scrap if we were still at Upton Park? Um, yes. Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure the club would be in the situation it's in, but I think, you know. Nick Harvey, evening, gents. He's thinking the same as last week. We're doomed, he says. Doomed. We're doomed. Oh, apology. Didn't put a large smile on my face yesterday. Did have to look up what deracinated meant. Nolan is a good appointment, but six weeks too late. Brady out. Yeah, no. Uh, David Jones, old Ziggy Stardust, says, Evening all. He's not panicking and he's always optimistic. Giving up, giving a toss of what will be, will be. He's disappointed, would describe his mood. The border imploding and clutching at straws to stifle the criticism. But sadly, which is really right here, they're too thick-skinned and adrift from reality to <laughs> do the right thing. On the money yeah. here, David. Uh, he feels sorry for the OSB as they get used as pawns once again. Did Sean get a tip-off from Rita before he jumped ship as the ticketing committee guru in time to swerve the latest away ticketing debacle? What's that mean? I don't know. Uh, oh. I did Rita. Rita's not commented today. She must have been stuck on a train. <laughs> she must have been busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rita. Rita. Yeah. Uh... Do, do you think that with all the negative press coverage now that the two shysters who run our beloved cup will do the right thing and sell up? No. I think we're down, but that will make us more attractive. But will no. that make us more attractive? I don't think no. it will. No. Sadly. Uh, Palumi Ogaluna. Season is pretty much over. Team hasn't had fighting years, so not really sure how they get themselves back up to the Premier League. At least there might be more games versus Millwall. All the flashy recent signings plus Rice will probably leave. Not sure why West Ham doesn't take a punt on all the young players. Not much to lose. Ian McGregor says Millwall, here we come. Michael Malin says don't blame Moyes, blame the bone idle tosses out on the pitch. See, I'm with Michael. This is all on the players. Lazy sulker sat of shit that cost £45 million, pound, I think it's hallowed. Whoever scattered him wants shank him with the wrong end of a pineapple. Good night. Is that and it? That, that endeth this week. So we, we, we're just quickly, we're about to record another episode, which we hope comes off. So are we going to uh, sort of give it a little plug or not in case it doesn't work? Well, if it works, we're going to chat now with Kieran Maguire from the Price of Football website. Uh, which for like non-accountant people like me, he, he explains in layman's terms what the books say. So as we're at an hour and eight minutes, we'll probably record it, uh, release it as a separate episode, won't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's all the time we have. Uh, quick predictions again, because I get a second chance here at uh, Man City. So prediction, Man City away if it happens on Wednesday. I'll stick with my 4 nil loss. Uh, I will. I don't know what I said before, but I'll say two nil loss. Um, I've been sure. Nigel has been in his kitchen. Uh, come on, you irons! Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.